All right, guys, this is going to be our first podcast for 8-Bit Aftermath. I've got myself here. This is Grant, and we've got uh, Rob, and we've got Stefan with us today. Uh, we don't know what the hell we're doing. Wait. You literally, the first thing out of your mouth was, we're all going to introduce ourselves, and then you introduced all of us. <laughs> so we're already off to a great start. Well, whatever. Um, okay, so we are going to talk about Avengers probably, so spoiler warning ahead of time. Um, and we're just going to try to go off on tangents. This is my really poorly constructed podcast that um, ahead of time Stefan said we should have a plan going into this for. Um, but I guess to start us off, uh, Stefan, why don't you start off? Because usually I hate your opinions and we fight about them anyway. So what were your thoughts on Avengers? Okay, so Wait, I uh, watch the trailer first. You want to play the trailer? Yeah, I sure, can do that. Not? All right, be a refresher, and then you can say how you All right. hated it. Incoming. Or just disagree. The entire time I knew him, he only ever had one goal: to wipe out half the universe. If he gets all the Infinity Stones, he can do it with the snap of his fingers. Just like that. Tell me his name again. Thanos. We got one advantage. He's coming to us. We have what Thanos wants, so that's what we use. Let's talk about this plan of yours. I think it's good, except it sucks. So let me do the plan, and that way, it might be really good. Wow. The end is near. When I'm done, half of humanity will still exist. Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Then I am Spider-Man. Oh man, that's such a great cut cut trailer. Okay, this so this pretty much like solidifies my idea that trailers ruin all movies. <laughs> they really do, though. Like 100%. Like. Uh, so that's the first time I've ever seen that trailer, just now. Just now is the first time when I clicked this link. And I can tell you that I would not have appreciated like half the jokes in that movie if I had watched that trailer. Like, yeah. like that bit where Quill is, is talking about, oh, like, oh, it's a great plan, but let's talk about it because it sucks and mine's better. Like That was such a great part in that movie that I was so like I knew the character would do it, but so it was funny to watch for the first time, and I wouldn't have gotten that if I watched the trailer. So. No, just, yeah, just, I agree. Just sidebar, trailers ruin all movies. So I'll get on the same bandwagon and never watch them. I mean, I would say most of them ruin movies, but sometimes there's good ones out there. But either way, like it's an art form on itself to produce a trailer like that. It's so good. All right. Anyway, thoughts? Thoughts? On the trailer or the movie? The movie. Just... We're jumping into the movie now. Okay, okay. Um... Uh, well, let, let's hang up a little bit here. Hang back. Because I think trailers in and of themselves are kind of unavoidable to an extent. Like, when you go into a movie, a Marvel movie, you're going to get trailers for other Marvel movies. Would you cover your eyes and close your ears? 100%. I close my eyes through every trailer. The first 10 minutes of any movie I go see when I'm watching trailers, my eyes are closed. I don't know what the Deadpool trailer looks like. I'm going to watch you the next time we go to a movie together. (laughs) What? 
I'm gonna watch you the next time we go Absolutely. to a movie together. Go there's ahead. a look, there's a like product a idea. I look like an insane person for sure, but I 100% close my eyes and cover my ears through every trailer. No, the, no. The sad part is, is like people talk about him, so I know what trailers play before movies. Here's a well, good idea, product idea right now. Stefan's face mask. It's got to be something a little bit more clever than that, but you look cool while you've got a bag on your head in the movie. <laughs> it's Blackout a whole lenses. new line of products. I mean, obviously, spoiler's going to be work. Stefan's spoiler... something. Okay. You throw, you throw that bag on your head when you go in the theater, and Hatched. you don't get T any spoilers. TM in a circle, no one can take that idea. That's, that's officially true. <laughs> yeah, yep. It's recorded, and it is set in stone. And it's going out on a public podcast. Good job. Hope you guys got that <laughs> <Yeah>. copyrighted. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see the trailer leading into the movie, um, and I'm glad for the same reason Stefan said. Um, but you also didn't I see don't... some of the movies going into the movie, but that's a whole other thing. Well, let's let's that's neither here nor there. Don't bring that up. <laughs> don't air my dirty laundry right now. <laughs> Anyways, the... I don't not watch trailers in like that's that's the exception. But I'm not seeking out of my way on you before a movie. Man, your voice activity sucks. I think I got an idea of what you're trying to say. Uh, so like I, I guess like it maybe I maybe I take a hard stance, but I, I really think that watching a movie is ruined nowadays by watching trailers. Like they've only gotten worse and worse. And like I can I can agree that there's an quote art form to making a good trailer and cutting it and getting the right sound and shit like that. But if I'm paying like twelve plus dollars for the movie ticket, I want to like enjoy the movie I'm watching. Like I couldn't imagine what type of movie A Quiet Place was if I hadn't seen it already. Yeah. Like like I like I, it's just like it's something that you you have to I don't know. No, I, I respect that. I wish I had the self-control to do that, to be honest. But I get so freaking hyped every time one of these trailers comes out. Especially Star Wars. I mean... So you haven't seen the Han Solo trailer at all? No. Well, uh, well, well so let's, let's, let's pause, because I, cause I haven't seen A Quiet Place either. I just know about it. Uh, it's... Well, you haven't seen the movie or the trailer? No, either one. Well, hop to it. We'll do. I, don't, I don't even. I've never even heard of this. What the hell is a Quiet Place? Quiet Quiet Place is a movie that John Krasinski directed and produced. Apparently, there's like aliens or something that can't see. It's pretty much Tremors. Do you remember that '90s movie's Tremors? Yeah, it's pretty much a modern Tremors. Yeah, it's a lot like that. And people were saying it's almost like a Cloverfield type universe that it could have like played into that a little bit, but obviously yeah. it's his own IP. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, just just that sidebar there a little bit. Just trailers suck. Let's let's move on. So about about the actual movie itself, um, I wouldn't like rate it in my top five uh, Marvel movies. Really? But it's it's definitely it's definitely in the upper half. Yeah, and I think part of it is suffers from just the way Avengers is. Like when you go to see an Avengers movie, they have to give every character screen time like to get all their little one-liners and their little jokes across and their their character quirks and i think they did a better job in this one than they did in like uh like the first avengers or uh, civil war but when you have that sort of dynamic between the heroes it's hard to get like a cohesive like idea of who each person is now i think they did okay in this one and it might be the fact that the movie's almost 3 hours long but <laughs> yeah. i mean i don't know I'd agree with you there. I think it felt less forced in this movie, though, than the other Avengers. Like, the first Avengers, like, we just kind of dealt with it because it was kind of cool seeing all the heroes on screen together. But I felt th this felt a lot more uh, fluid and less forced between the uh, all the different character interactions. I, I appreciate it. It was the first time I, I really felt like it was uh, on the same level as some of the solo Marvel films. So what's the... Oh, go on. No, no. I was just gonna say that I, I can, I can, I can kind of agree with what you're saying there. That it did a better job of of doing it. And that's kind of what I said there at the beginning. But yeah, it still, it still suffers from the fact that, like, I get, I get used to seeing a character on screen, and I like their little quirks, and then it cuts to someone else. Like, well, I'm, I'm really glad they gave Thor as much uh, screen time as it did because I think that Chris Hemsworth is that the Hemsworth. I always get the Hemsworth brothers confused. 
Yeah, that's right. That's okay. Right. Okay. So Chris Hemsworth is like so unbelievably talented compared to the rest of them uh, that we get to see him a lot on screen, which is really good. Like all the jokes he did, like like the bit where he called Rocket Raccoon a rabbit. Uh, that was like so so good, and I love that Rocket like got upset about it right away, but then he just kind of accepted it because he's the god of thunder. It's like, what are you gonna do against him? Well, I think he, I think it's funny. He only takes offense to it if he's if he's called raccoon, right? It's real rabbit, I guess, is an, is a different animal. It doesn't seem to mind that much. He hated the trash panda joke from Guardians of the Galaxy too, but yeah, pretty much That's the true. same thing. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm glad they gave. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think it's hands down the best uh, Avengers movie. I, I put it above Civil War for me personally. Sure. I mean, I, I can agree with that. I mean, I think my main problem with the world with why I like Civil War a lot is because I like Captain. I like the Cap. Uh, so um, I, mean, I might be a little biased there, but I really like uh, I really liked Civil War. But I, I'll agree with you. This one, this one yeah. competes up there. I, I still, I think, I still think my favorite. I have to go back and watch it now, but I think my favorite Marvel Marvel movie is still Captain America Two, Winter Soldier. Oh, we agree on something for the first time. Winter Soldier oh, wow. is the best. Is the best Marvel movie on the planet. It's a miracle. You- I think you guys are lumping all Marvel movies together, and I think they're different kinds of movies. The Avengers is the whole hero squad mentality, and I think you should maybe rate those separately like guardians of the galaxy avengers those types of movies should be rated up against each other versus independent hero movies because i think they're very different movies and they suffer and win from the same things that stefan just described there that everyone has to have their screen time and when they get their own movie it's all about them and developing their character yeah but it's still like which one would you rather take on a desert island sort of situation you gotta make a call at some point Doctor Strange, dude, he's a he's a wizard. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, which by the way, we haven't gotten into literally any spoilers yet. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I gave this big spoiler warning, and then yeah, we, like uh, we're still talking. I everyone mean, already clicked be, off on the podcast by now. Yeah, so. that could be you know first half talking about just general impressions and then moving into spoilers. But um, speaking of Doctor Strange, has to play a bigger part in his little spasm scene. Um, in the the future movies and the movies to come, than yeah. what was portrayed in the movie. Like I, I mean, I think that there's some major problems there to talk about with just the way that Doctor Strange interacted in this movie, because like lore wise, and if you want to talk about it, like oh, magic boy. and that stuff is like so unbelievably strong compared to the rest of them. I knew this was like coming. like Doctor Strange, the Thor, and Scarlet Witch are like on whole different planets compared to like Iron Man. All right, Spider-Man. all right. It's not like the comics, though. I mean, it is its own thing. I mean, no, we're no, taking no, that. Not, not, no, no, no. Hang on, hang on. I have a point here. Let's, let's all right, all right. Let's get to it. Uh, if Doctor Strange is like this astronomically powerful individual, why didn't he fight more? Like, he had, like, one good scene when they were on Titan, and he, like, split himself into pieces and, like, cradled those hands and whipped him and stuff. Why wasn't he doing that from the beginning? Well, when did he actually... When did he start giving in? Because, like, so... He did the thing where he saw all the different futures, right? And then, like, shortly after that, he just gave up the Time Stone. So, like... Like, where where, where are we referring to where he wasn't fighting hardcore? Because if it was after he saw the future pass, then that kind of might align into the new Avengers movie. That was way after that we saw the future pass, because, like, he did the whole seeing the future thing before Thanos even showed up. True. Is there a reason why he doesn't want to use the Time Stone, though? Like, I don't, I, I kind of vaguely remember Doctor Strange. Like, he put that bad entity in that time loop thing, right? Yeah, so like that's that was that's kind of what I'm pivoting to is that Doctor Strange in his movie fought a galactic entity that devoured planets for fun to fuel himself. Yeah. And yet like there's this one person and like in that movie he's like, "Oh, let me utilize this all-powerful time stone to lock this all-powerful galactic entity that no one can touch in a time loop forever so that I can win this fight." Why well, maybe that wasn't thing? an option though. I mean, he already had the what reality gem too and the power gem and stuff by that point. Okay. So no, that, that doesn't you, matter. I would argue. I would argue that probably time is the most powerful of the stones because, like, you just lock them in a time loop, and then what are you going to do? Yeah, That's but that worked. But what if he wouldn't have time. backed out? Maybe he like saw that Thanos wouldn't back out, and it wasn't an option to do that. 
I don't or know. things weren't that bad at that point. I, I, I agree with Stefan on this. And even, you know, I don't know comic books, so I judge, uh, to a, a limited extent, I judge the heroes um, based on a little bit of knowledge before the movies, but their characters, those superheroes, are based on primarily how they're structured, their character in the movie, and that's where you have to have that disconnect are we to assume that somebody hasn't watched the doctor strange movie and is watching this or they are a marvel fan and they're watching everything because he's infinitely more powerful in his own movie and which is what you would want but yeah time didn't even play a factor in here and i agree that time like why can't he just use the time stone to go back and fix all the moments where the other infinity stones were being snatched up and so, like so, try and help with that yeah so the Maybe exact core misunderstanding i have but yeah no, like I can agree. Like maybe, like maybe I can, I could suspend my disbelief for a moment that exactly what you said, Rob. That you, he doesn't go back in time and grab the stones before. Like, well, why doesn't he go back in time and and stop the the dwarf from making the gauntlet, right? Yeah. But but let, let's 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 say that that's not a thing, and like there's some reason reason to explain it. The exact moment he should have done it is when Peter acted like a dumbass and yeah. punched Thanos because he got all emotional, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, why didn't he rewind time to when Peter did that? Tied him down with magic, and then they immediately pulled the gauntlet off, like they just, like they almost did. Like, why, why was that not the exact moment that he turned back time? We watched Thanos do it to get the Soul Stone back. Like, why couldn't, why the fuck couldn't uh, Doctor Strange do it? I don't know. That is a good point. Like I'll we watched, Th- we watched Thor being a, being all powerful badass by experiencing the power of a sun pass through his body but we can't have dr strange control time for 10 (laughs) seconds right well maybe that's just the crux of just having these beings that are like this powerful that it's it's really hard to you know write it without having super plot holes in it especially when time comes in the equation that's yeah i was gonna say that's kind of the fundamental problem with involving time travel in any movie is because it can be picked apart if you are not very meticulous and even if you are it is still very easy because it's not a real thing. Well, I still feel like there might have been a detail in Doctor Strange I'm not remembering, though. Because, like, if we're going by that, like, why didn't you just rewind the whole fucking movie? And then, like, <laughs> well, like I was, why I did was it... thinking the same thing, yeah. Like, it, well, I... it had, maybe was it only a certain amount of time he can, like, stabilize, like, that like that few seconds where he was getting killed over and over? They, they never explained it, but they, they did say that, like, he, he, didn't get to, he didn't get the power to use the stone until, like, right near the end. Like, he had learned yeah. to use it a little bit to, like, rewind and fast-forward the apple, like, to gain an understanding of it. But the locking of the time stone, or near the end of the movie, was when he, like, was going to sacrifice himself, right? Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Like, I watched him rewind an apple. Why can't he rewind uh, Peter Quill punching him in the face? Okay, I will agree. There's not really an explanation for that one. The, in defense of the movie, though, as far as the problem with involving all the superheroes oh, wait, wait. Um, and the ones that what well i was gonna say that that scene was after he saw the future so yes so i so my theory is that he saw all the futures and this one remaining which i'm sure what you guys agree with is this one possibility where things turned out well and they defeat thanos is the one where he gives up the time stone. Like, all this stuff needs to happen. Maybe even to change Thanos' character, because he didn't exactly look happy at the end of the movie. He seemed like he was overwhelmed with, you know, grief over Gamora. Like, I think that the things that played out after he saw the future played out because he wanted them to play out that way. I think I think Doctor Strange leads on more. It wasn't just like, oh, you know, let, no, I don't want you to kill Tony Stark. Like, that's ridiculous. He would have definitely sacrificed Tony if he needed to. He did. That's true. He did say that in the in the thing, in the little like flying donut, that he was like, "Don't think for a second that if it comes between you, the kid, and the stone, that I won't protect the stone." Yeah. I'm totally mistaken. Yeah, I think that whatever this possibility is of them winning involves, uh, you know, Thanos temporarily winning there and wiping, you know, fifty percent of existence out. Okay, like maybe maybe you're right, but I don't know. I just like I have problems with that. How could they not win if he takes the gauntlet? Take the gauntlet, or like, I don't know. Okay. He's still strong there's, in his own. I don't know. Yeah, like there's so many problems with Doctor Strange as a character that when we introduce him into this movie, that they're like, 
they may, like maybe I just have like a, a fundamental misunderstanding of his powers. But like, why doesn't he sling ring a portal at the end of his hand, push the portal down, and then close it and cut off his hand? We um, watched him do that with like this super powerful space alien. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's what I was kind of segueing into, though, with involving that many heroes. There's heroes, and then there's superheroes. And for the most part, aside from this glaring one with Doctor Strange, like they did a good job separating out Thor and putting him in his own environment until the very end when he actually did have somebody that was more powerful than him You know, in the, the war. Yeah, I, th- that was pretty badass to watch Thor show up, man. Like... I think Thor might make my favorite entrances of any heroes, just because just because he is a literal god. Like he shows up and then shit happens. Yeah, that wasn't even a a battle after he showed up on scene in Wakanda. Yeah. Uh, so what about what about permadeaths here? What do we think? Assuming obviously the Marvel universe is not over, they're gonna have you know Black Panther two. It made so much money. There's he's not dead. Like. Out of these characters, who do you think staying dead? Is everything getting reversed? Yeah, um, I mean, it, it. I think I think a majority of it has to. I don't think I think Loki's probably permanently dead. Uh, there's no way that Bucky stays dead. Like, absolutely not him. And like, we know for we know for a fact from looking at the Marvel like uh, movie timeline, their projection, that we know that we're getting another Spider-Man, and we know that we're getting another right. Black Panther, right? So we know that those characters are coming back, but. In terms of permadeath, I think Loki's probably definitely permadead because he had nothing to do with the finger snapping. True, true. I'd probably yeah. agree with that. And he's so, already got three movies. So what we're saying then is while the ending may have been impactful in the moment, it was kind of pointless because anyone who dusted probably has the ability to come back from the outside perspective of a studio and keeping all of those IPs going. Yeah, I mean, I think that we're not going to have... Uh, I think there's going to be death at the end of this whole, you know, two-parter, you know, and uh, it's probably going to be Captain or, or Tony Stark, maybe, that, that, you know, takes the final plunge. But, I mean, there's there's no way we lost what we lost up to this point. Um, but in the, same, in the same vein, though, they're not going to, like, just bring everyone back and everyone will live through the next movie because that is a... It's just not good storytelling. Well, yeah, I said it to you right after the movie. This was Marvel Studios' way of hitting the reset button and basically cherry-picking what actors they want to keep going on. I mean, they could even spin that the people who stay behind are the people that were erased in an alternate universe, right? Like, Well, who do we have that's left right now? We've got Captain America, Tony Stark, Bruce Banner... Kind of all the core original Avengers. Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet. Uh, was Scar- no, oh, Scar- no he, it was Black Widow's alive, it. right? It Black Widow, yeah. Yeah, Black Widow's alive, and the uh, the sidekick of um, Michonne. I don't know her name in in Black Panther universe, but Michonne's alive. <laughs> <laughs> so are, these are going to be the ones to fix everything, right? It's got to be. It's got to start off the next move. Well. What have we, we got a year now. To or go. is it the flip side of that? How does Tony get back to Earth? Anyways. And yeah. also, on a side note, are we going to see Hawkeye in as like a secondary character in Ant-Man or something coming up? Because he was absent from this. We don't even know if he dusted or not. They didn't even, like... Nah. They would have thrown him in there if he was going to get dusted, I think. Like him and his family and stuff? Yeah. I think they're saving him. I think we'll have like a Thor Ragnarok he... type thing where he'll be a co-star in one of the new movies. Isn't him and uh, Black Widow like literally the the like massively weakest by comparison to everybody else? That's the other thing that, yeah, that does they're, bug they're, me. They're like they're the humans. They've held their own though in the movies. Well, they like, didn't really fight stuff like the rest of them did, but yeah, you know, I agree. Well, I mean, like, uh, you, oh, they, well, they Black Widow. Like she was going at it a little bit in this movie, and she, apparently there's rumors that she's gonna have her own movie now. Disney's writing a script, I think, to see if it'll work. Wouldn't be surprising. Yeah, but like they kind of showed you how much weaker uh, Hawkeye is than the rest of them when in Age of Ultron, because like when they're fighting the the robots, he was kind of standing around not doing a lot, right? And <laughs> yeah, shoot a few sure. Arrows and then like brag, then joke about how he couldn't do anything. <laughs> So, like, I think it made sense for them to write him out because, like, when you're fighting a galactic guy like Thanos, what the fuck is, is 
Hawkeye gonna do? Well, as you, as a noted Hawkeye. as as a noted Hawkeye fan, I can at least admit that that hero is not very useful. In Powerful, this story. yeah. Well, there's only two more two Marvel movies before the next Avengers film. We got Ant Man, which is next month, right? And then there's Captain Marvel, which is like a month before the next Avengers movie. How how are they gonna how are they gonna explain in Deadpool how the Infinity War didn't happen? They're not connected. That's the like Sony thing, right? The Sony Marvel stuff, or Fox Marvel stuff rather. That's like X Men. X Men doesn't fit in the MCU either. But also, if there's one movie that could explain anything away, it's Deadpool. True. He could just be like, "Oh yeah, sorry, this happened uh, before that. Don't worry about it." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then, like move on. I- I'm kind of. I'm kind of interested to see, like, in, in Ant-Man, if it's going to be really, like, 50% of Earth's population's gone. Because it's a pretty grim overtone for this movie coming up. And there's also a new season of Luke Cage coming out in a month or two, I think it is. Um, so, you know, not really tied into the Avengers, but definitely tied into the MCU. So we'll see if, you know, there's some blowback from that. Is it, though? Do you see, is it produced by the same... Yeah, it's definitely in MCU. They talk about um, they talk about like the attack on New York in the first Avengers film in uh, Daredevil. They mention it. Like, they're Do they definitely have all any connected. cameos for any maybe no. lesser actors from the movies though? Oh, there was the only one who kind of had a crossover. I think there was some Hydra agent that was in Agents of Shield that was also in like Captain America, but um, there hasn't really been major crossovers between the movies and the. The Netflix series, but they are all in the same universe, without a doubt. And somebody asked, "How does uh, Iron Man get back?" I mean, what, he's there with Doctor Strange. What? Nope. Can he just Doctor no? Disappeared, didn't yeah, he? he disappeared. Yeah. Oh, he was he dusted. Yeah. It's uh, the, oh no, and uh, Rocket's also on Earth. Where? Who was with Tony? I don't even remember. Just Tony. It was just it was, so. It was, it was Tony know, Stark, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, go. Uh, oh, I guess Peter Quill's still. No, wait, Peter. No, Quill he disappeared too. too. Yeah. So, so is it just? Uh, oh, I was just calling out. So Tony stranded on Titan, I guess. Weird. Everyone um, dusted but him. Yeah. Maybe Damn. Thanos will come back for him or something i don't know there's got to be something with like so i really like that i thought he was like a very human like not human but like uh, in his own way everything made sense what he was doing it wasn't like i'm just evil and want to kill things it was like i'm saving the universe by doing this this is what happened to my home planet i said it was going to happen shit went you know hit the hit the fan on titan and i'm trying to stop it all over the galaxy that's why he's trying to you know, make these sacrifices. He definitely didn't want to, you know, kill Gamora. He had tears in his eyes. So, like, at the end of the movie, maybe he's a changed character. Maybe things don't go to his plan and he realizes that. Like, I still think he's going to be the bad guy in the next movie, but I think that there's also this element that changed Thanos by the end of it. I think that that is a, that's a pretty valid point. I would argue that that makes for a good bad guy. I think all my favorite bad guys in any movie or any like sort of TV show or book, they've always been the bad guys that thought that they were doing what was right, right? Yeah, I agree. Like, like one of my favorite cartoons of all time is Avatar, right? And in the second season, Legend of Korra, they have four different bad guys, bad people, I guess you could say, because there's a lady. Uh, and all of them think that what they're doing is right. Like, they think that they're bringing back the spirits or whatever, and... I think that's what makes Thanos uh, like humane. I guess is the word you would use. I don't know, relatable. Yeah. Relatable, yeah. I guess human so. more than humane, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Relatable, which, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess he'd, I guess he'd have to say that that like having feelings or like believing in what's right is a human trait. But I, I would say that aliens could probably feel that themselves. He also but, did that that call out to Tony too. Like he acknowledged, like he's like I, you know, you. You're, it's, you're to be commended for what you're doing, but like he still was very much like you know I need to, I need to do this. I need to wipe out humanity or fifty percent of humanity, at random too. It wasn't like he was at, like uh, being uh, vindictful. That's not a right. That's not a real word, is it? Um, 
Vindictive? Vindictive! That's what I was looking for. He's not being vindictive to certain people. He's not like, screw you, Avengers, I'm going to kill all of you um, and wipe out his enemies. It was very much a random thing what he, you know, did with the snap of his fingers there at the end. He believed that he was doing what was right by saving the world because they didn't have enough food because that's what happened to his people. Yeah, he says he's got to restore balance by wiping out half the population. Yeah, a villain you can understand rationale makes for better than one that is just purely evil. Um, he, and I, yeah. that being said, uh, I think one of my favorite movies that I watched way too late in this universe to date is Thor Ragnarok, just because I love funny movies. And that movie was funny and fun and like bright and action-packed the whole way through. Um, and the villain, it was his sister, right? And she was pure evil. I didn't care so much about that because the rest of the movie was what won it over for me. I don't but know like, she was what, was her, what was her like, thing? Was it she just like Master of War wanted to kill everybody? Hello was, but, like, she wanted to, was the goddess of death. She wanted yeah, to, how was she that wanted to conquer everything. She was conquering the world with Odin before he had a change of heart. That's why yeah, he outcasted That's not her. really relatable to your average person. Maybe Well, just like any any or... conqueror. Yeah, but any conqueror like that, they want to they think that if they take over the world and build it in the image that they want, that it'll make the world a, a better place. Like that's essentially you know, the motivation for I, all of that. I don't think she was conquering to make the world better. I think she was honestly thinking that her as an Asgardian or her being the son, the daughter of Odin, it was her birthright to rule everything, and that's what Odin was doing, and then he betrayed her. I think hers was just vengeance. Yeah, she was mad, she, there was that She felt betrayed because she did all this work to help Odin conquer the Seven Realms, and then once he was done using her, he banished her, right? So it was all vengeance for her. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, that being said, it's still Thanos felt like it was more visible in this movie and something that was more relatable than than a god, you know, a, a scuffle among gods and brother and sister and all that fun stuff. But the movie itself, aside from all that, still I'm pretty confident that one is my favorite. Yeah, that's uh, that's up there. I think for me, I don't, we can talk about how we rank the movies, but it's it's definitely, I, 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 unless I rewatch it and don't have the same opinion, but I think it's it's Winter Soldier, and then Thor Ragnarok, like very close, right underneath that, and then probably like Guardians of the Galaxy two, maybe. I know I'm probably on the the short crowd for that so, one. So, but. so I'll, go, I'll go next. I, I would agree with you that like uh, Winter Soldier is the best one, and that might be like the massive. Like nerd bunner I have for Bucky, like he's such a great character. Yeah, I love sure. the redemption arc and all that, and he's like he's so interesting, and I think he's played like the actor who plays him does a really good job of showing like the struggle of Bucky, and like you feel bad for him. Anyways, so before I go on a tangent about how great of a character Bucky is, uh, I think number two is probably Black Panther. I think watching Black Panther was yeah. so amazing, like the advanced technology and watching like him right on top of a car. Like cinematically, that movie was just like action packed from beginning to end. Hell yeah! Seeing all the cool, the cool technology was just like super cool. And then I don't know what my number three is, man. It's it's probably it's probably a toss up between Thor Ragnarok and Age of Ultron. I really liked Age of Ultron. I liked the idea of the bad guy. Oh. I think they did wrong by that movie. I think like Age of Ultron had a lot more potential that they just didn't reach, but I, I don't. I wouldn't m knock you for saying that. I thought it was like they're all great movies, right? Maybe maybe they just didn't have the practice that they have now with doing all those characters on screen. I don't know. Anyways, go ahead, Rob. So if literally anyone ever listens to this, I'm gonna be the one that gets the hate mail for <laughs> for not having. I don't think I think I've watched bits and pieces of Age of Ultron, but I never watched the full movie. Um. And I liked the first Avengers a lot, um, so I'm surprised I didn't. But uh, yeah, I, I guess I can't put that one in the running. I have a list pulled up of all the movies to date. Um, but the ones you reminded me, which I shouldn't need to be reminded, but Black Panther was awesome for so many reasons. And like the soundtrack in that movie, I really, really love. Um, but putting in rank, probably... Uh, Gar Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, the first one. Thor yeah, Thor Ragnarok. 
and then Black Panther. Although I plan to watch Infinity War again, because uh, I did like the movie overall a lot. I thought it was what a movie should be. It had all the elements. It was entertaining, um, and it it felt well done. I think through and through, and we saw that with the fucking massive amounts of credits that we sat through, which we can talk <laughs> about that in a second. But I think the the like the reluctance there, maybe on any of us mentioning when talking about Infinity War, is that it it is very much a part one. Like it is it is a very heavy movie, and we know that there's there's more to come, and it was very. Very grim. I know I was a little depressed last night leaving the theater, but not because it was a bad movie, but it's heavy and we've all like, I mean, we're all older, but I feel like we've almost grown up with all these characters. I mean, I've been on screen for, you know, what, a third of third of my life, at least. I, Iron Man came on in 2008. That was the first one. So it's been 10 years. Well, Jesus. Characters. Yeah. I mean, the from the movies and the actual characters and actors that played them, but I, I've loved, uh, I used to watch the Iron Man cartoon spider-man cartoon um and i loved both of those growing up so there's that you know attachment to it i was never into comics but i definitely watched fantastic four uh, iron man and spider-man like religiously those were my favorite growing up it did i also liked x-men 3 the last stand oh yeah god <laughs> oh god <laughs> no, no, I mean, no, I think you reminded I think... me X Men the the cartoon. I don't remember the official name, but I liked that, and I think a lot of people thought that was a bad cartoon. Really? Oh no, I was I always thought X Men was fantastic. Might be a rose colored lens there a little bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, true. I mean, this is when I was a kid, so I think I think I might have had the opposite effect, and it might have been the fact that like I I grew up reading the comics, so I know how Infinity War ends, and I'm not I don't want to talk about like how the comics work because obviously comics and movies are two different things. But him like the the end of the movie that happened, like the way that ended happened exactly like it was in the comics. Maybe not like the people, but like the way it like the like not not like even how it played out, but the act of him killing off half the people happens in the comics as well. So I might have known that it was coming and, and been expecting it, so it didn't affect me as, as heavily as it maybe you or Rob did. I mean, I was I was anticipating some. Yeah, I mean, number one, I knew it was a two a two parter, and there was all the secrecy about revealing the name of the next Avengers movie. So like, I had a feeling there was going to be major death and and you know characters wiping out. So while I was watching, I was basically bracing for like, okay, a lot of people are going to die in this movie, and I know that I, I don't think they're going to stick. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll see if some of these do stick or not. Like we just talked about. Like I think you're right. I think Loki's probably that's his last his last movie. Poor Tom Hiddleston. Um, I'm I am interested to know about Gamora though. That because if uh, seeing the next Avengers, I mean uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie without Gamora, there's going to be a really it's going to have a dark tone. And I'm usually watching the Guardians of the Galaxy movies for their kind of more upbeat and lightheartedness yeah i can't imagine she's perma-dead but i mean what's the timeline for that he did you know she wasn't one that dusted there was no alluding to that to her dead body like she could be but then that kind of takes away like you said like quill's motivation and it just doesn't make for uh, another upbeat guardians of the galaxy movie um i know i know the uh i feel like i know the answer to this question and i'm gonna go ahead and ask it anyways do you think that this movie in the you you did say it was very much a part one but given the movies we've got thus far do you think it's the most improved of the marvel movies that have multiple versions iron man thor spider-man Captain America. Like an ensemble, you mean? What do you think is the most improved over the releases? Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, Thor, Thor whatever the second one was called, Captain America Civil War. Which one do you think is the most improved in its own right? Does that make sense? Like, which Avengers movie, is that the most improved? Or are the Thor movies the most improved in the latest iteration? 
Oh, you mean like you mean like through you mean like through sequels? Like if they exactly. go from Thor one, Thor two, Thor three, is this the one? Like if the Avengers is Avengers three, is it the most improved beyond? The other yeah, ones? I I worded that super poorly. Thor. Um, we we could approach it two angles, but my my thing was overall of all the sequels, which one is the most improved in the whole lineup of all the Marvel movies? But you can also say just directly looking at one line of movies. I, I, I mean, that's there's that's not really a debate for me. I think I think Thor. I mean, with especially with how bad Thor two was, like Thor three was fantastic. I think that's the the biggest improvement if we're talking about it, like in their own like little series yeah well and and that's what uh i was getting at and that's why i kind of said i thought i knew the answer to that because i agree with that but not only that i feel like it's the most improved not the best movie necessarily but the most improved across all the board yeah like yeah. the whole lineup yeah for sure I, I'd, I'd agree with that i also liked uh i liked iron man 3 a lot too and i know not not a lot of people enjoyed that one i think that might be my favorite iron man Yeah, that one's on you. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy two and that and uh, Iron Man three definitely. definitely I don't know. I like the, the most popular. I, I like the character of Ego. He was he was cool. Uh, I don't know. I think in terms of like most improved, that's not a fair comparison because there are definitely some one shots that are way better. Like I would say that Doctor Strange is better than any of the Iron Man movies, but that might be my predetermined bias of hatred against Iron Man. Yeah, You're but so it was also a pretty good movie. Um, and, and that's the other thing, too, is, like, I agree. Um, you you can't, to only to a certain extent, you can compare them because some of the first movies were already really good. Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, like, some of the other independent Thor, um, Hulk, like, their originals were not good. And their seconds, the, you know, the second ones were even worse. Like, so I, I get what you're saying there. Hulk, speaking of, man, they fumbled through that a lot and went through multiple actors to try and figure it out. Oh, right, right. Yeah, what Ed Norton was. Uh, that, yeah. that movie apparently is in the MCU, the the uh, Ed Norton version of Hulk. That's actually it goes Iron Man and then Hulk and like some timelines included and some ones don't. Uh, but even though it's a different actor, apparently that is uh, uh, yeah because the they reference they, they reference Iron Man in that movie. They talk about it. I thought that was why they they include it. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like even then they were still learning how they wanted to portray the Hulk, though. Like changed so many times throughout. And even in Avengers, like, I don't think Hulk ever talked at all in the original Avengers. Uh, Puny human, I think, was his line. Yeah, his one line in the whole movie, which was super funny. But uh, they kind of changed the way that he behaved as his character developed. And Thor Ragnarok was almost equally a Thor or a uh, Hulk movie as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we've seen him like his intelligence has gone up because it's like a a child learning almost. So, I think like as he gets smarter, he you know communicates more. But yeah, I don't. I definitely. I mean, Thor Ragnarok was fantastic. I Thor concur. Like raging fire. Like what? Thor like raging fire. Oh yeah. So you got what happened after the credits. I am right. apparently just a Did you just filthy, leave? a filthy No, we uh, watched it, but there. yeah, it, that is uh we don't really know too much, but the emblem that was on Nick Fury's device was Captain Marvel, which yeah, is Captain one of the Marvel. next movies. Um, we knew that one. I think even the only if I thing... knew that, even if I knew that going into it and knew that when i saw it holy shit that was a lot of credits yeah for sure definitely definitely i i i complained a few times i went with a couple of my friends and after sitting through a three-hour movie and then having to sit through yeah. 12 minutes of credits was a bit much why didn't they why didn't they show that before they gave the second half like the credits were clearly cut in two chunks yeah like i thought we were i thought we were gonna get and two they usually credits. do that too yeah it was just a single after scenes 
Uh, they really wanted to build it up, I guess. Uh, you know, my, my complaint about credits in movies is like, I, and I said this in jest last night in the theater, but like, it's not like every time you turn on your iPhone, you have to go sit through like all the people that made it. Like, I get there should be a place for artists to, you know, stamp their name on a product, but there was, I mean, at what point do you draw the line? It just seems like anyone who could have possibly been associated with the movie got their name in there. Yeah. Well, and that's cool that they give credit, you know, to everyone involved, but to make the audience suffer through it, nobody's paying attention to anybody's name unless no. you, The only, it's like being a part of a big, big project and you get credit for it, right? If you're one of a hundred people, you're the only one looking for your name. Nobody else is looking for it. Nobody cares. Like... <laughs> I mean, they're they are getting paid money. It's not like a, it wasn't a charity well, thing. That was the other joke too. Is like, there's so many people. How much were they paying some of these people? Like a sandwich, <laughs> five bucks. Like, what? How, yeah, how I felt they like they listed the caterers profitable. in those credits. <laughs> I can I can tell you for certain that the only name, the only person or or job I remember is that there were two chefs that were one was specifically for Chris Evans and one was specifically for uh, Chris Hemsworth, and yeah. then the rest of them had generic chefs. Because <laughs> I called that out, I was like, "Wait, they get their own chefs, but everyone else has to deal with like the slumming chefs." They're probably also, on some crazy ass diets, though. For those, a, uh, yeah, yeah. Where did they have the? Did they each have their own personal chef? Nope. That, that was that was my point. Is those two oh, were the they only ones that had the their same... personal one? Yeah, that uh, makes sense. Then they yeah. they they each had their personal one. So there were there was one for Chris, one for uh, Chris. And, well, no, what I'm asking is, were they the? Was it the same chef for both of those? No, actors? no, they they were two separate ones, each oh, okay. one for one of them, and then there was a chef for everyone else. Yeah, one of them's got to eat like 12 pounds of chicken a day, and the other one's got to eat 12 pounds of salmon. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, I the only other part I notice, and I think that's enough for how exciting the credits were, um, is Robert Downey Jr. being at the very top. And he probably demanded that be the case. He gets paid the most out of all of them. Yeah. So that makes that makes sense. I mean, he is the one that jump started the I mean the popularity and, and all of this moving forward. He was just such a spot on casting that it it, it made everything yeah. click. He definitely was. He kill, he kills that character for sure. I think of any of them, he does it the best. But again, I, I have a predisposition to hate for that character, but at least I can appreciate his job. <laughs> Like I really, I really enjoyed the the scene when they were in the the alien ship, and he was, or uh, what's his face, Doctor Strange was getting poked with the needles or whatever. Iron Man shows yeah. up, and he's like, "Are you gonna save your friend? It's just you alone?" He's like, "No, but this kid, the kid's seen more movies." They make the reference to <laughs> they make the reference to aliens Alien. by sucking yeah. him out. <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah, the one liners are definitely spot on in those. So what do we like? What do we know about like Captain? Well, you can probably tell us some stuff, Stefan. If you know, I'm sure you know more about like the comics. But I know the new movie for Captain Marvel, which I was kind of trying to think about, is that it's all I know is it's supposed to take place in the 90s. Does that mean that Nick Fury is communicating through time or something to call her, or has she just been around and she just hasn't showed up to help anyone this whole time? I don't understand. I, if I had to theorize, I would argue that like this, the Captain Marvel movie is going to be a prequel to all this stuff, like showing her character, and then they're going to introduce her into part two. Like she's going to be the center point with Captain America. Yeah, but does that mean Brie Larson's going to be like twenty something years older than she is in the movie that's coming up? No, she's like she has like super powered everything. Like Car- oh. uh, Carol Danvers is like one of the most powerful. Like if they're in power class or whatever, she's she's pretty high up there. So like I don't know if they're gonna explain away that she like ages slower or what have you. I, I don't know. She that was just Superman my idea. kind of thing. Kind kind of like her her powers are basically like whatever she wants almost. She's got like ultra toughness and like flight. She's like hard to hit, like super strength, and she's got like special like physiology that makes her immune to all this stuff she is the namesake after all well, she's more powerful than thor 
No, Thor's a god. So like the the character that the power levels are like Scarlet Witch and uh what's his name? The wizard. Doctor Strange, sorry. Yeah, you said uh, your favorite. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me a break. Uh those three with Thor are like on the, the very height, which is why it, it made sense for Thor not to be a part of Civil War because if Thor showed up he would just end the fight with by himself. Yeah, uh, and then and then and then there's the rest of then there's like the people like Captain America and Iron Man and Captain Marvel and uh, those guys are like in like the upper echelon. And then there's the rest of them. I don't really count Vision because he's like a robot. I don't know, robot god. Is he like dead Super in the comics right? pretty quick? Like, did he exist a long time or? He he has a lot of different like side pieces, I guess you could say, like. He, he, Speaking he of side still. pieces, is Scarlet Witch ever his side piece in the comics? <laughs> you know, it's been like ten or twelve years since I've read Infinity War, so like I don't remember off the top of my head. That felt contrived. Is the only reason I ask. Speaking of Scarlet Witch, what happened to her accent? Like, I feel like she had a stronger accent in Age of Ultron, and now it was almost essentially gone. She got better. <laughs> Wait, that's not her accent. That was never her accent. She's got like that Eastern European. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's a Monty Python joke, man. Come on. Yeah, but I I felt like it wasn't in context. But like I said, I think I I think the movie and the the TV, (laughs) like the the movie and the comics are are two like completely different things. Because like in the comics, uh. Thanos doesn't go to the dwarves to get the, the gauntlet made. Uh, he gets it from uh, from Adam Warlock, which we haven't even seen yet. We saw him at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. You Wait, reminded what? me, by, by the way. Well, help, who's Adam help Warlock? Grant. It's a completely different character. Like, so the, the variant of the Guardians of the Galaxy. You remember the gold, those golden people? Like that girl was like all pissed that she lost. And she's like, "Oh well, we're, we made oh, this." Oh yeah! Thing. It's like I will call him Adam. That's Adam That's, Warlock. I forgot all about that shit. That's right. Wow. Adam Warlock is another like mega powerful, like cosmic power entity. Huh. When they start bringing these guys in, though, I hope they make them like interesting characters. So, I mean, how are we supposed to relate to some like cosmic entity? superhero i don't know i guess it worked with thor it worked with well i guess not by popular opinion but uh dang it what was that ahead of its time why can i not think of it right now uh superhero movie oh my gosh now i'm embarrassed i shouldn't have talked um what i was gonna say though i love me some uh some peter dink but man i felt like it his it was like destiny level like bad acting like forced gruff voice i mean i know it was kind of part of the shtick but i it it took me out of the movie a little bit really i thought it was kind of comedic relief a little bit i don't know i didn't really care about his character i feel like he was just a vehicle for thor to get magic axe yeah storm stormbreaker yeah Yeah. (laughs) the name The movie I'm thinking of, and I'm going to start describing it, and Stefan will probably get it first. It's the one with the all-powerful blue god with the giant dong. Oh, uh, movie. Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. Watchmen. What do you, what do you, what, what's your point you're trying I to don't make? Know, I don't know. I don't know what the point was with the movie. <laughs> now that we've now that we've got the movie, um, let me circle back to what the point was. Uh, okay, so I assume you're going to do that later. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah it's back, a big back, circle. back before we tangented it off. Yeah, like the the movies and the comics aren't anything close to each other because, like Adam, Adam and Thanos can't exist at the same time. It, it's it's super confusing. Like it's not even worth talking about. They're not even close to the same storyline, so comparing them isn't isn't fair. The only thing that's really the same is that like Thanos does the the the, the snappy thingy. So what's Thanos' powers? Uh, he just has super strength, other than the Infinity Gauntlet. 
Uh, Thanos is a is a titan, and they're like a race of people. They're like a like a like an alien race. Like a, a lot of people were like him. He was a great warrior that was right. part of it, though. Like he does have powers, but the the gauntlet is what makes him like super super strong. He does have like strength and 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 like toughness and stuff like that. And remember, he did kill like Drax the Destroyer's people, and he was like murdering all those planets before he even got any of the stones. So he is like a super powerful person, but the well, gauntlet is what makes him like unstoppable. When he gets all six uh, gems and he puts them in the gauntlet and, and rules them, he's basically unstoppable. Like I, I don't know, I don't I don't want to talk about it in case it happens in the movie. So, but basically, the gauntlet version of Thanos is is. No one can touch him. It's impossible for any of the heroes to hurt him. Well, they did. Uh, what they uh, Thor hit him after he had all six Infinity Gems with the magic axe. Yeah. Yeah, he said he should have went for the head. Maybe he could have taken him out. I just posted this because I was thinking about it after seeing the movie. How much he's changed from the, the first appearance of him. The oh, look of him, he went from purple to blue to pink. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like one where he's got like, you can see like uh, scruff on his face and he like definitely didn't have any of that in the the latest movie and it's interesting. Oh yeah. But I remember people were freaking out when he made his first appearance. He's a big deal, man. He's that was a like, major, that was major what, 2012 with the first Avengers? Right. Yeah, at the end of the first Avengers, because he was the one that sent Loki with uh, with Ultron to stop them. The CG was pretty good on him, though. Like, I didn't. Now that I think about it, like usually I'm pretty aware. Like, I was like, that looks so fake, and it takes me out of the movie. Like, he looked pretty good in in the movie. Oh, in the the latest Infinity yeah, War. Yeah, the latest. Yeah. I liked him. I thought, and I thought they made him more human. And I think that's what made it better for the movie, and like showing his like. He didn't have the little helmet on anymore for that. Um, but you can see in these pictures, like, he had all glowy eyes. Like, what happened to those? And did he lay out in the moonlight too long to change from purple or stay out? Like, he changed quite a bit. And all I had to do was look. But I guess they just made a decision to make him look the best for the movie that he was in. I have two two points to, to bring up. What the hell like and Stefan, you're gonna be probably the only one that can answer this, but what what is what exactly is the collector? Because I thought he was supposed to be like super OP and he was just getting the shit kicked out of him in both movies that he was in. Well he got the shit kicked out of him in this one because he like Thanos with the power and space or the power and space gem are like ridiculous. So, like, with those, he was already, like, more powerful. Like, people that wield two Infinity Stones alone are, are pretty crazy. So, the Collector did get his butt kicked. But he is supposed to be, like, really, really strong. He can, like, he has, like, magic-type powers. He's one of the Elders, uh, which are, like, a race of ancient people that, like, watched over the creation of the universe. So like he's he's pretty pretty powerful in terms of like the storyline, um, but at that point Thanos was was pretty strong. The other uh, the other point I was gonna make that I hope they actually go back and recap this in one of the movies, but they just commented on Xandar being wiped out and they didn't. I mean that wasn't I didn't miss anything there, right? What was there an Infinity Gem on Xandar? Is that why he wiped it out? Did you guys no, I don't catch know. that, or is I that just I didn't, I didn't really catch that. I don't know what that was. Yeah, they mentioned. I think Thor mentioned there's something that he came from Xandar and just had wiped it out or something. Mm. No, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about that. I must have missed it. To be fair, uh, I saw this at the Alamo Draft House, and while I love the Alamo Draft House, it's too popular. Uh, people laugh too loud. I missed like I think I missed half that movie because I couldn't hear anything. Because this guy next to me was laughing super loud. <laughs> I think, uh, if anything, we had a pretty quiet theater, and it was pretty small, and the loudest laugher was uh, a member in our party. <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about. Probably the person who's known for being loud in general. <laughs> yeah. 
who just hey, has a loud voice in general. That laugh makes all of the comedy scenes better, though. I it think does. It's hilarious. I mean, it really does. It's like having your own laugh track with you. It's great. I, I love <laughs> it personally. If if somebody's gonna laugh at a lot of stuff, it better be somebody who you enjoy hearing laugh. Um. Yeah. Well, we're heading into an hour now. I guess we. Do you guys want to end it here then for our first podcast? I, th- I think we had a pretty good, pretty good bit here. I think this is good to good to end on. We talked about uh, Infinity War and wrapped it up and discussed all the other characters. I think the only thing that we can kind of close out on would be, where, like, where where do we go from here? Is is Captain Marvel? We briefly touched on it there with Captain Marvel being the next movie and taking place in the '90s, so that obviously doesn't continue it. Are we just expected to wait? When is it? It's next year, right? That the next one comes out. The well, yeah, Captain Marvel's like a month before the next event, like the whenever the next Avengers movie is. So we, we have, have like a years. long, yeah, a long wait basically with only two movies in between. So I guess we'll we'll spend some time speculating for the next year. Great! All of our heroes are dead in the interim. Only fifty percent. Hey, they were fair and balanced. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Although, looking at the scenes, you're like, wait, everyone's disappearing around Iron Man. That's not 50%. I'm yeah, not going to do I've... the math. I'll trust you with that. And that effect obviously took place well, not just raining. on Earth. It was yeah. everywhere. It was the whole galaxy, yeah. basically. Yeah. The whole universe, man. 50% of all life in the universe with a snap of his fingers. That was his whole thing. So is he protected because he's wearing the gauntlet, though? So what was keeping him from disappearing, dusting? Maybe luck. Probably picked himself. He knew he was going to survive. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he just snapped his fingers and his wish you know, went through and it just happened to not affect him. I think, but he remember he mentioned that he knew he was going to survive because he was going to do his thing and then and see sit the dawn back and, yeah. wa- and watch it, see the dawn rise on a new. I think it has to do with the gauntlet because he can control reality in addition to everything else, and so the the, the six stones with the gauntlet makes him, like I said, a god. No one can yeah. hurt him. Nothing can stop him. He's he's unkillable, untouchable, unstoppable. And, like well, I without without spoiling too much in the comics, the only thing that beats Thanos is Thanos. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. It sounds think, like that is I think, a spoiler I, and could work into it. I think the movie version of him, though, I, I don't you know I don't know much about the comics, but I feel like the movie version. I don't think he cares about having the gauntlet right now. It seemed like he was just had his heart set on accomplishing that task. And then he's done, like, which is kind of what we see when he's looking at the dawn like he said he was. He's just he wasn't looking for recognition. He was really sad at the end of the movie. It felt like he accomplished what he needed to do. He wasn't happy about it, but, you know, got it done. I think we'll see some sort of human element in the next movie that'll um, have to do with the way that it's going to wrap up. From Thanos, obviously. Yeah, like I said, I, I won't. I don't want to spoil too much because maybe what if it does follow the storyline? But I, I think, I think that they they made him look too human, maybe a bit because he he was mad with power. That was his whole thing. It wasn't just to uh, kill half the race. Like I think that was his drive, or his goal rather, was to wipe out half of the race. But I think his drive was more to be a supreme being, maybe. I don't well I didn't get that though like he didn't like like I said when he was fighting like uh Tony like he wasn't very like it wasn't out of hate he even like you know identified that he was you know respected him for his fight but it wasn't like that's I don't what know. he's saying though he he's saying Stephen's saying that they might have while we related to it and it made for this movie as a decent movie they kind of maybe played him down a little bit too much based on how he is in the comics. And even in the previous movies, he was more aggressive and almighty, you know, yeah. sitting on the throne. I got that in the other movies. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like from the little snippets we saw of him and obviously his actions, but we, we saw a big chunk of him in guardians of the galaxy one. And he was nothing like this, like benevolent person. He was 100% about conquering and being yeah, powerful. That's right. Bring the power stone to me. You, you're my 
underling. I am the supreme leader, Lord. Wait, so now that we're sitting here looking back, though, what what did he attack Earth for? Did, did he already had that Infinity Gem, right? And he gave it to Loki to go open the portal or whatever? He needed to get the other ones. He knew where one of them was, but he had to get the rest of them. I think that was the purpose of it. Which he, other he ones were get, on Earth? He needed he needed to get the Tesseract, the Space Stone. I thought got that's the, the, the Tesseract he, is the one they gave to Loki to attack Earth, didn't he? They had the te Loki had the Tesseract that whole movie. Did he get it from Thanos? I, that's so long ago. I don't know. Maybe I'm confusing these movies. I, I could be confusing him too. Next week on 8-Bit Aftermath, we're going to talk about the throwback to the original Avengers. Thank you. <laughs> you. Should put your echo on again, or the, the emulated <laughs> echo that I had. Um, I mean, if we can't remember, it makes sense to kind of recap and get up to speed again. All right. Well, let, let's end on this note. Anyone who actually ends up watching this podcast, which I can't imagine be more than a couple people, if you guys have any recommendations for next week, let us know. Um, I I don't want to really exclude any topics, but obviously like the name of the podcast is 8-Bit Aftermath. So things that are like gaming, comic books, uh, movies, uh, I think that's what we're probably going to try to focus on. Um, Pop culture, baby. Anyone got any last last lines before we end this? Yeah, you said if anyone watches the podcast and anyone that does, I hope you don't watch it and rather <laughs> just listen to it. Uh, that's I, all I have to say. Oh, that, yeah. was gonna, that was going to be my bit. Like, I'm, I don't know if, I, if you would want to like be watching a sound file but you do you man I well it does look it does look kind of cool i think he's gonna put it on soundcloud and it kind of does look cool on there oh so the waveform and, and if any if anyone is listening to this i'm uh i have two hosting spots open so uh you know for the next stream <laughs> yep and uh if you want to watch or listen to a good podcast <laughs> we'll be creating our own it's called 16-bit aftermath <laughs> Uh, yeah, so tune in to 16-Bit Aftermath with Stefan and Rob next week. I'm going to make Infinity-Bit Aftermath. Oh, shit. All right, guys. All right, let's see if we can just play some outro music here, and then we'll end. Also, before you play this music, is this? did you make this on your own keyboard? Make what? This outro and intro music. I meant to comment on that, but we jumped right in. Uh, yeah, are you? He's playing that live on a keyboard right now. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a very talented, very talented musician. And that was what, me what singing. This? I can uh, throw my voice. <laughs> okay. All right. We have to, like, shut up now so it ends properly. But uh, thanks for joining, everyone. And bye. Bye.